Hi everyone, welcome to the 11th episode of Mixtape Book Club podcast. My name's Ellen. And my name is Mel. Each week we take a look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge collection of Destiel fanfiction. And this week we're going to be taking a look at Soulmate Fix. So to help us discuss her fic Below Deck, as well as a few other Soulmate Fix, we'd like to welcome our guest this week, Desiree. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Um, so we're actually going to discuss four fics today um, because we had like a big list of fics but the, and they all ended up being fairly short. So we're going to do four um, as well as Below Deck by Desiree. We're also going to talk about Don't Look Back by Golden Ray of Sun, um, Stripes and Stitches by Tia Matt V and the fourth one is Syncopation by K.K. Tibal. I liked that one. They're all great fics and we're going to um, have a chat about them. So links to all of the fics we're talking about today will be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and included in our collection on AO3. Okay, so before we start talking about these fics today, I um, just wanted to quickly throw some info out there about listening to the podcast itself. Um, like we've, we've been overwhelmed by how many people have listened to and told us that they've enjoyed listening to our first 10 episodes can't believe we're already up to 11 can you <laughs> um but we love it that so many people are, are enjoying it and um are happy for us to like add new fix to your tbr sorry about that <laughs> but if we've had a few people over the last few weeks ask or mention that they're they're not really sure how um, to subscribe to the podcast like they're not normal they're not usually podcast listeners so um, they're not really sure how subscription works or if um, like there are other ways to listen rather than just going through the website so I'm just going to go through a really quick um, sort of list of ways that you can subscribe and receive updates when we post new episodes so first up on social media um, we don't post a lot on our official accounts so you can turn on notifications on like if you're on Twitter or Tumblr um, you can turn on notifications so that when we post about a new episode you'll get a notification usually in your email I think um, or just in in Twitter gives you a notification um, so that's one way you can also through discord um, on the profound bond discord server we've got a channel there that's dedicated to our podcast so if you join um, I'll include a link in the notes for today's um, post about how to join the server and you can get a, a role in that server that will ping you each time that we post a new um, episode so then apart from social media we also the podcast has a feed itself and you can subscribe to that in a few different ways um, if you go to mixtapebookclub.com our blog site um, on the right hand side of the screen there's a drop down with um, show more underneath the subscribe label on the right hand side of the screen if you click the show more button there's a great big list of ways that you can subscribe to our podcast there so if you use a music streaming service such as Spotify or Apple Music you can search for the podcast and subscribe and that will actually um, notify you in your Spotify or whatever when a new episode is available um, there's also dedicated podcasting apps that you can put on your device like um, Google Podcast, Podbean and Stitcher Radio. 
So you can download those apps and um, subscribe through them and then they actually download the episode for you onto your device so that when you're ready to listen to it, it'll be there. And then um, there's also obviously in each of our po- in each episode um, post on mixtapebookclub.com, there is a player in each post that you can listen to directly on the website. So I think a lot of people are doing that so far, but um, you can you can subscribe by email to our blog so that each time we post a new episode, you'll get an email telling you that there's um, a new episode. So there's lots of different ways there that you can um, you know listen, and we. We always put all of, all of the fix that we're talking about links to them in in on mixtapebookclub.com. So that's where to go to get all of that information that I just info dumped on you there. Whew. Okay, now that's out <laughs> of the way. Hopefully, because you're listening now, you already know how to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but um, maybe you can subscribe to get um, to get new episodes whenever they're ready. Um, so let's go. Let's go on, shall we? Godspeed. So this week we are going to be talking about soulmate fix. Now the concept of soulmates goes back a long way, uh, both in mainstream fiction and fan fiction. It's related to the concept of true mates in Omegaverse stories, um, and it also works with supernatural canon so well due to Dean and Cass's profound bond. Um, it does, however, usually mean that with two people destined to be together, it throws out the concept of free will. So many written in this trope within the SPN universe tend to subvert the soulmate concept in some way um, to reflect the fact that the boys have never accepted their fate, their team free will for a reason. So I mean this the soulmate fix themselves have a range of like mechanics by which the guys can realize that they are soulmates so we've got things like having matching tattoos or um, you know marks that appear on you somewhere where when you find the other person like words that are, appear on your skin somewhere like that um, there's things like telepathy where you can hear the other, what the other person is listening like the music like one of the fix we're going to talk about is to do with hearing music that the other person is singing um, you know there's so many different ways that this trope can play out um, and I mean, we've got a great big list of fix that are going to go into the poster and they have all different types of um, mechanics in them. So I guess we can just talk about a few of them in the fix that we're going to discuss today and then you can have a look and see what else is there. Shall we go on to the first fix then? Oh, yes. So who are we picking on first? So um, the first fix is called Below Deck and it's by Desiree. Um, it was published in 2020. Um, and it's 12,000 words long, and it is explicit. And um, Desiree, would you be willing to read the summary for us? Mm-hmm. Castiel Novak felt like he'd been waiting forever for Dean Winchester to enter his life. And now that he was here, Castiel had no intention of letting him go. They were soulmates, after all. Dean Winchester, perpetually unlucky in love, moved to Angel Bluff to be closer to his brother and start fresh. Could the blunt, blue-eyed stunner who claimed to be his other half convince Dean to take a chance on forever? So, can I jump in and say that actually one of the things I loved most um, about this fic was that the, the, the the kind of deal in this fic is that Cass is somebody who is very kind of spiritual. He can see auras, things like that. Um, and you know, he takes one look at Dean and knows exactly what he sees. Um, whereas Dean is the complete opposite. 
doesn't really believe in that kind of thing. Um, and I really loved that as a subversion of the soulmate trope that only one of them really believes in it at all. Um, yeah. And I think it, it played out really well in this fic because it's not just that Cass is necessarily convincing Dean to take a chance on him, like he's convincing Dean to take a chance on this entire concept. <laughs> um, which is made for very good reading, I think, in my opinion. What, <laughs> what, did, nice. what did you think of this one? Me? Well, I'll, I'm going to jump in before um, Desiree gets to talk about it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I love, so this whole fic is... Um, basically they both end up working on this on a a floating restaurant that's themed like a pirate ship which i thought was brilliant um i would love to go to a place like that um and i guess that because Cass is such a kind of a free spirit and he um is sort of sleeping around with a lot of people before finding his soulmate which he believes he will do eventually um like he's got he's kind of got inverse vibes almost like he's a lot more free with I mean, maybe not inverse but you know he's it's different to how he is in the show in that he's just like yep I'm just gonna you know hang it out there until <laughs> until I find the one um so I guess how how did this whole concept of you know the pirate ship restaurant and everything come about for this fic um well it was kind of like obsessed with this show called Below Deck for a little while. And I liked the whole idea of how um, when you watch every episode, like there's always romance going on, but it, it, it never lasts because it's it's always like summer flings. And, and originally I just kind of had this idea of just wanting to play with that, like this playboy type of person who's just kind of doing his own thing and you know, meets the person he wants to be with and and now has to deal with the fact that nobody really takes him seriously. Um, yeah. It just kind of sp- spun out from there. This was originally yeah. a, like a um, an auction uh, prize, kind of like a, you know. A- yeah. It was a Frick Facer story. And yep. um, my bidder was amazing. She was so nice. She gave me like total carte blanche to do what I wanted to do. And in some ways that's awesome. In other ways it's like, harder because there's so many options yeah on what you what you want to do and then i just i just really just i just knew that ass was going to be he was gonna have no doubts like as soon as he saw him and i just kind of wanted to play with the fact that you know dean has to want to be with him too despite the fact that he doesn't really believe any of that it's just like that's like secondary to him when he when he realizes that he really likes Cass it's not so much about what Cass believes in which he thinks is great but you know he just likes Cass because he likes Cass not because he thinks that there's some kind of mystical thing keeping them together yeah yeah so Dean has to kind of I mean um Cass has to kind of convince Dean that you know this is what it is and Dean's like, are you sure about this? Because, like, at one point I think he says, oh, is this how you do it? Is this how you can convince people to sleep with you or something? He right, which was him. kind of rude. It was rude. But <laughs> he really didn't think he was, like, being rude. He just thought, you know, oh, I get you. I got, I got this plan. And, you know, if I looked like you, I'd this plan too. And <laughs> they just think yeah. it was really fun to play with that. But I love the soulmate trope in general um just like the whole 
that one person for somebody. I, I like I like it because I can I like the soulmate trope without having to do like the ABO trope because I don't have to deal with um I feel like I don't really have to deal with like the politics of feminization and all this other stuff that kind of goes with that. Mm-hmm. With soulmates, yeah. it's pretty much just it's you know straightforward. It's like true love meant to be without any of the other things that can be problematic with other tropes. I was just thinking about your comment earlier about how it's kind of adverse cast, but not quite how we see him. And I've realized that one of the tags is actually adverse Castiel, only not sad, which yeah. is the perfect yeah. way of describing it, actually. Because I <laughs> that's, love that's perfect. Cast, yeah. But I don't like how, like, I see, that's the thing. Like, I love that adverse episode. It's like one of my favorite episodes, but it's one of those episodes, like, I watched it once and I don't really need to watch it more than once because it made me so sad that. Cass was just so broken that he was like just willing to like become a druggie and sleep around with whoever and then so I, I wanted like all those fun aspects of him but not not depressing like yeah I'm sleeping around yeah I'm having fun but that's only because I know my true soulmate's coming and I can't make him get here any faster than he's going to get here so I'm going to you know decadence just like Cass said you know that's what he's going to do until it happens and yeah, it was definitely what I was what I was going for. I definitely wanted an inverse vibe, but not one that was going to make you cry. <laughs> yeah, so it's inverse cast in tooth rotting fluff. <laughs> so. That's right. The whole thing ended up being very lovely and fluffy. So well done. <laughs> no angst at all. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good one to read because I've definitely been gravitating more towards just like happy fluffy fix recently since the show ended. Just yeah. you know, just healing myself a little bit. <laughs> Yes. Um, so this one was really good for that. It is truly lovely. Like there is, I guess, a certain amount of kind of minor pining angst in a way, but I wouldn't really even call it angst. Like you know, they're going to get there. It's just how long is Dean going to hold out right. <laughs> until they get Spoiler there? Alert, not long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun though, because I was able to lose use canon lines, which is always nice. I love to drop canon lines in stories wherever I can fit them stick them in there <laughs> uh, I love reading that as well like I always get like a little little excited squee whenever I get to a line I'm like oh that's a canon one and they've used it in like a totally different way or just kind of the way it's been like sneaked into the fic I love it it's almost that same feeling like you get when they use the title in the fic like does anybody else get that <laughs> like yeah. I get really excited when I'm reading I'm like oh look that's it that's the title right there <laughs> <laughs> I saw like a random random aside um I don't know how it must have been ages ago before the days when I was on Tumblr or whatever and that was a thing but when uh, there was this thing where it, whenever you would watch a movie or something and they and someone like one of the characters would say the name of the movie um you had you had to shout something out in the movie theater or something it was like this game and um that always sticks in my head now whenever I, I read like the title in a thing or, or on, in a movie or whatever I go oh that's that thing where the, the guy just said the title <laughs> anyway never mind just a random aside um Desiree I was just gonna before you move on to the other stories um this is not the the, the only like you've you've got a, a a long um, backlist in your um, AO3. Um, this is not the only soulmate fic that you've written right one of your your big series is also soulmates right yeah yeah, um, the bomb breakers. That's right. I'm embarrassed to admit that I have not read it yet. I'm so sorry. 
Okay. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, uh, I'll put a link to that as well in the notes so that everyone <laughs> can have a really link to that. There's really good art in that. So if it's, it's worth it just for the art, honestly. <laughs> It'll be also worth it because of your beautiful writing, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. I've been, like, slowly working my way through a bunch of different fics that does race like the past I don't know, probably year now because I have to keep stopping to read fix for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But like every now and again, I'll go back <laughs> and read one. I'm like a super, I do, um, you know what? I, I do a lot of sequels and I know like a lot of people aren't really like in, for one, they're not into an established relationship. And then like sequels are just kind of like people get bored with it, but I, I get so attached that I can't help it. It's like, I don't even write sequels for the people that read, honestly. Like, no offense, I love everybody that reads, but I really just do it because I'm not done with them. Yeah. And I need, to, I need to know what else they're doing. I feel so. that 100%. That That's me with timestamps. Like, sometimes people request certain things and I will work that in to whatever I'm writing. But usually timestamps is because I cannot let go of that fic yet. <laughs> all it yeah. takes is like one song or you, you hear a conversation like, oh my God, that would so fit in my world. Yep. So that they're a little bit self-indulgent really. And I mean, they don't, I mean, statistically speaking, they don't, I guess, do as well. I'm doing like cast air quotes right now. Um, do as well as like <laughs> initially posted fix because there are a lot of people that aren't interested in established relationship stuff, but you know, sometimes sure. you just got to write what's good for you. Yep. I think my sequel to Dean Winters Not Afraid of Ghosts, I think it has like 700 less ghosts <laughs> than the original one. And I'm like, I don't care. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. That's what's important. It really is. It really, really is. Like you have to write for yourself. Okay. Are we ready to move on to our second soulmate story? So the second fic will be Don't Look Back by Golden Ray of Sun. Um, this one was published in 2019 and it is a little longer, 36,000 uh, words, and it's explicit as well. And the summary goes like this. While Mary was alive, she would tell Dean that soulmates were chosen by angels. When the right time came, he would hear his soulmate's voice in his head and he would know wherever they were, they were singing just for him. But Dean never heard a damn thing. Not at 12 when most people heard their first soul song. Not at 15 when Sammy heard his. Not at 17 when only 2% of the population heard their first. And definitely not at 28 when Sam leaves to be with the love of his life and Castiel, deaf professor of rock music history at KU, moves in. So I read this fic, oh, it's probably a couple of years ago now, maybe when it was new in 2019, and um, loved it. The concept of this one so um you hear this your soulmates uh sorry you hear the song in your head that your soulmate is currently singing which is like you know how sometimes you have songs in your head that you just can't get rid of <laughs> and i'm like geez i wish my soulmate would shut up <laughs> you know that's that's such an awesome concept they're sharing earworms with you that's right yeah so so in this one Cass is actually deaf which is the reason why um, Dean never hears any song, any soul songs, which is, in itself is is so sad. Like <laughs> that, um, you know, he would never hear anything just because that's the way things worked out. But um, so this is ha does have quite a lot of angst. Made me wonder, like, who else in like that whatever universe this is set in? Like, how many other people would have that same issue? 
if their yeah. soulmate is somebody who yeah. couldn't hear. I mean, he did, he did sort of assume that, that his person had died or something, right? Like, he, I don't, oh, I don't think he ever doesn't believe in it. He just doesn't. No, I don't think it's that he doesn't believe in it. I think all the way through, it's just that he seems to just not believe that it applies to him. Like, he just thinks that he doesn't have one, not that the system in general is broken, but for some reason that he is or something. Maybe just embracing that insecure Dean thing that... Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds just like him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Cass, obviously, he's a a music professor and um, has heard, like, old rock songs all his life in his head. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense because Dean works at a um, at a radio station, so he's playing music all the time and, and singing along with it. So, yeah, I don't know how this sort of concept came about, but I really like the, the idea of one of them being a music professor and the other one is, like, playing the music all the time, so. Yeah. DJ Dean's like, always a cool trope, too. Yeah, and yeah. I love that they made Cass a professor of rock music history, even though he's deaf, because... I think there is a, a misconception sometimes that like deaf people can't like music because they can't hear it. Um, and that's definitely a, a misconception that I'm aware of from people in my own life. Yeah. So I really love that he's represented in this fic as somebody who is so into this whole genre of music and the history of it and all the stories surrounding it and the lyrics and all of it, even though he can't necessarily hear the lyrics, like it doesn't mean any less to him because of that. And of course, he yep. does hear them when yeah, Dean I was sings say, them he, all the time. He does hear them. Yeah, he can hear them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this case, I say I would not mind hearing Dean Winchester's shower music in my head all the time. I'd be fine with it. Nope. <laughs> not my. As long as his voice sounded like Jensen's. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. If he sounded like Jensen singing, big thanks. Please, <laughs> not the Dean like Jensen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you want to be. You, really, you want <laughs> Jensen to be your soulmate to sing to you. <laughs> That would I mean, be I wouldn't complain. Why, <laughs> Jell, you're getting his I'm too sexy, and you don't want that. <laughs> Just like hanging your head, like, God, he's drinking again. <laughs> oh, put down the bottle. <laughs> That'll be Cass <laughs> all the time in this week. <laughs> yeah, like Cass, Cass goes through a lot, really. <laughs> um, I think they. The other thing that I enjoyed about this one was that um, because they didn't realise that they were soulmates, like a a lot of people in this universe probably do at some point work it out quite quickly. Um, But Cass is very patient with Dean in this. Like he, Dean's just, he's very angry the whole time. He's like, no, I don't have a soulmate and I don't want to talk about it. Like there's no, he doesn't want to communicate with with Cass about any of this. Um, But even after Cass... um, you know, realizes that he doesn't want to wait for his soulmate anymore, that he, he wants to try something with Dean. Dean just doesn't want to hear it. So, um, you know, Cassid was very patient with him with trying to get through to him. Um, and then they, then they were, you know, the soulmate part doesn't come in until the end, you know. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't think I spoiled anything then by <laughs> saying that. But, you know, all the way through, Cass is quite reluctant because he, he believes he's saving himself for his soulmate. Um, I really liked the contrast between Sam and Dean in this one, in that Sam has Jess and he's like so happy, he's found his soulmate, um, and it kind of inadvertently kind of ends up rubbing it in Dean's face for a lot of the fic, really. Yeah. Um, that, that you can, you know, he's just he's just being happy and just you know, being happy that he's found Jess and, and all the rest of it, but 
even so, it's kind of rubbing it in Dean's face all the time that Dean has never heard a single song that he doesn't have what Sam has, that Sam is Sam is younger and all these other things, but he has what Dean thinks he will never have. Yeah. Um, but it's done in such a way that, like, you know, it could be a very negative thing. It could paint Sam in, like, a very negative light in this, but it, it really doesn't, I, don't, I think, doesn't come off that way at all. It just comes off that Sam is just a bit kind of dopey in love really mm-hmm. um and it's it's quite cute like you know you don't often i think see a lot more recent fics that have sam and jess in them i feel like a few years ago we used to see a lot more sam and jess um but now obviously we see a lot of like sam um, and eileen yeah. fics and <laughs> even sam like rowena fics and that kind of stuff yeah. um so i was actually i don't know why but jess fit this one perfectly for me for some reason probably because she she sasses him back which i like <laughs> yeah sam's a good character because you can pretty much ship him with anybody as long as it's well written and he's like mm-hmm. easy to either have alone or with somebody so it's always it's always like a fun thing to find out like who's sam gonna be with in this story because <laughs> you never know <laughs> yeah. from each one yeah, I think a lot of people that read Destiel stories mostly ship Sam with happiness. <laughs> like, we may have yeah. our preferences, but as long as he's happy, we're not, like, most of us are, are perfectly fine with that, I think. Yeah. Um, one thing I did really enjoy in this story was uh, Dean's friendship with Lisa. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I actually really reason. liked how that developed because, you know, he sees her at the beginning, um, and you would think that in a lot of stories it would kind of due to like the way things happened in canon he would probably he would not see her again or anything like that but then they they end up with this kind of friendship going on that she maybe understands him a little bit better than a lot of other people do because her soulmate is um is i believe he's dead in this yeah, <laughs> is that, yeah. yeah. um so her soulmate passed away so she maybe understands a little bit more of what dean's going through than a lot of people do um and yeah. i actually really liked her in this story yeah, I guess there's a bit of a, a warning there, content warning for people who are, who don't like to see them with other people. So he does go out <laughs> yeah, with Lisa. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I probably should have remembered that <laughs> you before we suggested this one. But um, and I'd forgotten that that happened until I read it again. Um, but yeah, he does uh, go on dates with like at least one date with Lisa, and um, but there's no that there's no sex in, like shown in the in the fic. I guess but um yeah they do go on dates so but yeah that was and she kind of talks him out of it too like I mean she she realizes what's happened with Kath before Dean has really <laughs> she goes what what are you doing here go back to him kind of thing that's something I actually really like in fix there's the whole like when other people know before Dean does oh god I everyone knows like before Dean does oh, like shake it. him a little bit <laughs> In the in the actual show, everyone knows before he does. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's true. I just, yeah, I find it very entertaining, especially because as a reader, you kind of want to reach out and grab him and shake him on occasion. So it's yeah. nice having that representation in the story as well. <laughs> yes. So the third fic that we are going to discuss today is Stripes and Stitches by Tiamat V. Um, this was published earlier this year. It's sixteen thousand words. Uh, and I believe this uh, came about as part of a Profound Bond fic exchange. Um, and it's the, the first part of a little series. So if you read this first story, then there are um, a couple of little follow-ups just so you can see 
something explicit because this particular part of it is a, a teen um, rated fic, um, but there is an explicit follow-up and I think a follow-up from a different POV as well. Um, but this is Stripes and Stitches and the summary goes, Castiel bared the unmarked skin of his left forearm, shoving his sleeve down to the elbow. There. Does that answer your question? He asked, irritably turning his hand from front to back and wiggling his fingers. No, I don't have a soul bond, and no, there is. this is not an offering. Why is that where everyone's mind goes? I just like to knit. Um, <laughs> so there's quite a lot of hints in that little summary there, but this is a universe where um, soul bonds are cemented by the exchanging of crafts between couples, which is a really, really like interesting, an interesting and unique mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they give a gift to somebody, a stripe will appear um, on the person's wrist, and then they have to then return the offering for the soul bond to complete. So. Yeah. So there's like a several steps to this. Like it took like the way that. Um, the author has revealed kind of this magic system, I guess, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it, is really well done. Like it's not so much of an info dump. They explain the steps um, through the first chapter, I think. So you have to create something uh, like a craft with intent, um, like thinking of the person. So soulmates are not predetermined. You, it's someone you already fell in love with you create something for them and then present it to them and then they have to accept it and then give you something else that they've made which is like i, I just thought it was a really delightful concept <laughs> like, it's cute it reminds it me of is. courting you like court yeah. Yeah. that's what it reminds it was like kind of old-fashioned but still modern at the same time which i thought was really interesting yeah, and I love the idea that they went with kind of handmade things because there's always this concept that, you know, like something handmade comes from the heart, kind of. Um, and how they kind of then took that a little step further and made it the literal way of, of making these soul bonds. But at the same time, they also addressed within the story that, like, not everybody is good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you get people who can't really knit but are giving their soulmates, like, lumpy beanies or, <laughs> like, <laughs> really poorly made macrame potholders and <laughs> things like that and i just love that i found that really really like charming to yeah, me. It was cool. yeah and like my i think he, i think his brother michael had made like crocheted this flower to give to his and that was the one thing he'd ever made in his life and that was it <laughs> he couldn't do any more than that <laughs> but yeah if you're not a romantic person yeah and in this i think sam offers for someone and then gets back. I think that was a, a beanie or something. And uh, it's it's definitely not the prettiest, but he wears it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. I loved that um, Cass sort of, he, he does so much knitting and crafting that he gets, his, his wrists just ache all the time. Um, and it kind of intensifies as if it goes on when, you know, he's getting a bit more angsty and whatever and his wrist just aching and I thought that was a nice kind of it added to the tension you know like I mean you do when you do craft like like a lot of knitting I'm sure you do get aches and pains in your hands <laughs> but um I liked that touch it was good yeah it was a really nice way of kind of I would say ramping up the tension necessarily that's how it makes it sound a lot more dramatic than it is but yeah. just kind of increasing that 
that sense of, of tension and stress on Cass in this. Yeah. It was lovely. Good job. Well written. <laughs> Every time their wrist aches, I kept waiting for like the line to appear. Like it was like hinting that it wasn't wasn't just so much the crafting that it was like the the bond coming on and like wanting to burst yeah. through the skin. Was yep, it... just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to actually happen. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this fix got a bunch of other. Um, it's like a combination of a bunch of different tropes because there's a, a coffee shop, and Cass sort of accidentally stumbled into this coffee shop one time and ended up staying because he liked Dean. <laughs> but then there's also. Um, because it was published last year there's also a quarantine element where like you know they have to go into you know isolation they can't see each other for a few months and um you know they see each other with masks on and whatever for a while and um it's just like a a really heartwarming story and it, it is there is a bit of angst there because i think Cass is like pretty sad he's like firmly in denial about the whole thing he he think doesn't think dean will ever um you know, he he thinks that Dean's friendly to everybody, not just to him. So he doesn't think he has a chance. But in the end, it's sort of, yeah, a bit of a surprise. I won't say yeah, anymore because it gives it away. <laughs> yeah, I liked. Yeah, I liked the way that Cass was, I guess, quite accepting of his feelings for Dean, but didn't really consider that they would go anywhere. Um, but it was written in such a way that it was it was quite sweet, really. <laughs> it was a really sweet story, and I felt bad for Dean, too, because he was just obviously so, like, he was gone on him and so obviously thought he wasn't going to get anywhere with it, and I felt bad. It's just sad. <laughs> so I was happy when it was finally, when it finally resolved itself. I was like, yay. Yeah, so there's definitely kind of some angst in that sense, but I feel like it really came off more, like, there was some kind of sweet pining there like it, it was angst but it didn't hurt necessarily <laughs> yeah oh it's so more angst yeah it was just very wholesome honestly the whole fic was really lovely and wholesome in my opinion definitely give that one a go okay so the the last fic is called syncopation and it's by kk tibal i hope that's how you pronounce it I don't know. I've been a fan of this author for a, a few years now, and I have never had to say their name aloud before today, so I apologise. <laughs> um, this fic was published in 2018, and it is 15,000 words. Um, it is also rated teen. Okay, so the summary is... Dean Winchester is almost fine with not knowing who his soulmate is. He's got a good life, a good family. He doesn't mind the one-night stands with others who also haven't found someone with their same soul mark. It isn't until Sam shows Dean a picture of the pop star Castiel, a celebrity infamous for hiding his soul mark among hundreds of other tattoos, that Dean thinks he may have found his soulmate. But how is he supposed to let a worldwide phenomenon know that they belong together and will Castiel even care? So yeah, Cassiel's a rock star, and <laughs> Dean is not a fan at first. <laughs> it's Sam who's the who's like a crazy fan. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yep. yes. Fanboy Sam, I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. I love like flustered Sam is like up there with flustered Dean on my things I love. <laughs> yeah, top tier. Love flustered Sam. Like when Sam first met Cass, and he was all like that's that reminded me of when he when they talked about him meeting Cass in this story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he didn't. He was like shaking his hand, going, oh, "I've heard so much about you. Oh my god!" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. So he he sees um, a picture of of Castiel with all these tattoos and um, sees a soul mark eventually that is the same as his. Um, but then he's got to try and work out how he's going to actually let Castiel know what's going on. Yeah, because Castiel gets loads of people or his his security anyway turns away lots of people who keep saying that you know he's my soulmate he's my soulmate yeah i was really entertained by the part of this fic that involved dean going to castiel's concerts and i don't know why that entertained me so much but just the idea of him standing there and not even really being into the music and sam is doing his fanboy thing like (laughs) just the next seat over um (laughs) <laughs> but Dean's just there staring at Castiel on stage because it sounds weird to say he knows what's under his clothes, but <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like he knows that that, that soul mark is there. Um, and Cassie even kind of looks at him and kind of like winks at him and as, as performers do, but yet he has no idea who Dean is. Mm-hmm. Um, which in a way is slightly heartbreaking, but <laughs> kind of yeah. right? like, works really no well in this way. connection where you're like, oh, that must be him. Like, <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. It was also interesting yeah. to have Cass be the singer and not Dean, like, because usually it's rock star Dean. So it's always fun when it's switched up a little bit like that. Yeah, it's fun to shake it up a little bit and have it be Cass instead. And I liked the fact that in this one, um, because he's famous, and so obviously he's probably had hundreds of people in his lifetime try to claim to be his soulmate just because they want to be connected to him in some way, um, that Cass isn't really on board straight away, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, that he's very suspicious, really. Um, and it's not until a bit later when he sees that, you know, there's more to the two of them than just this mark that they happen to share um that Cass kind of gets on board with the whole thing yeah because I thought he believed Dean a lot sooner than he actually did like I was when it came out that he still wasn't quite I was like oh like I totally thought Dean won him over Dean would have won me over (laughs) (laughs) yeah I wanted to yell at Cass a little bit then I was like excuse me (laughs) he had had good restraint there didn't he (laughs) I guess you're rooting for Dean through the whole thing. Like, I don't know if it's some kind of a, um, you know, a self-fulfill, like self-insert kind of fantasy thing where you think you're going to see someone famous and you're going to form this connection and you're going to be like, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, stroking that ego part of yourself that goes, yeah, I'm totally going to click with my favourite. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, thought, it makes it a satisfying read, though, because I think that's all like a daydream yeah. that at some point in their life people have had. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think, as is kind of illustrated in this fic, actually, I feel like as long as that's just like a harmless daydream, there is nothing wrong with that. Um, but Cass definitely has issues with people who have taken that a step further than the harmless daydream in his life. <laughs> Um, right. which is kind of what kind of what causes the, the tension in this fic, really. Yeah. I really liked uh, the fact that uh, Cass tried to disguise his soul mark by covering himself with tattoos, because I am a big fan of tattoos in fic. Yep. And I liked that there was um, an art piece included in this as well, so we get a little peek at some of Cass's tattoos in this as well. Oh my god, is there? Oh, yes. I read this on my on my Kobo. Okay, I'm going to have to go and <laughs> have another yeah. look. This is the problem with downloading fix because you don't always get the art. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I read. I, I often read on um, my devices, but I still read live on the site rather than downloading them, just because I feel like you miss some of the experience when you download it sometimes because of because of that. So yeah, yeah. I always just download any story that I read that like I know I'm gonna read again. I download it because I remember back when Sweaters and Cigarettes was posting, and <clears throat> I downloaded that immediately because I loved it so much and then like when it got taken down I was like thank god thank god I remembered to do that yeah always <laughs> say it over and over always mm -hmm. so in our mixtape channel on p on pb in the discord server um I asked earlier today um whether people had questions for us about soulmates and um that sort of thing and we got a bunch of different questions and things that we can discuss so I guess one of the questions, um, the first question was, do we, each of us, think that soulmates actually exist in real life? And how does that impact um, our reading of this kind of fix in this trope? Who wants to go first? Not <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> shall, shall I just bluntly go with this one or not? Okay. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think they exist in real life at all. Um, probably because I am a pan polyamorous person. <laughs> so to me, the yeah. idea of there being just one person for somebody else is just completely alien and I can't quite get my head around it. Um, but I do really enjoy reading it in fic because I really love the like different mechanics and things that people put into it. Like it's just like reading any other AU to me. Like to me, it just feels like a different world to this one where that makes sense. So. Yeah. Um, well, I do <laughs> believe that they exist, uh, but I don't think that there's just one for every person. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I just, I think that <clears throat> we connect with people on different levels. So I think it could be platonic or romantic or anything like that. And I just really like that. I enjoy the idea of the one-on-one. -on -one. And I, for me, I think that's because I'm Demi. So I really just, I can't get on board with the not having that one-on-one -on -one connection with someone. Um, mm -hmm. That's foreign to me. So I think that, that was funny when you said what you said. Because I was like, wow, we are opposite ends. Of <laughs> <laughs> opposite ends. And that's what makes it a spectrum, right? Yes. <laughs> No, I'm going to agree um, that I, okay, I'm going to go in the middle here. I'm going to agree that I don't think they they exist, but I do think that that you, I agree with you, Desiree, that they, we have like a ways that we connect with people in different kind of ways. And it's more, even that is more of a spectrum, like you're going to connect more with people who are very similar to you and have similar, I don't know, I think in, I, I hate talking, I said at the beginning we weren't going to talk about our own fix, but in <laughs> the only fic that I've written that had this kind of trope is um, the closest thing we have to magic where um, we decided that to you, you have a connection with someone but your magic kind of resonates with them and I think that's how I feel with this, like I don't necessarily believe that in, in you know the whole soul thing, but if you resonate more with somebody else you have like similar you know um, thoughts and feelings about different topics whatever um, you're more likely to be attracted to them or you know to even to be their friend or whatever so you 
we people come into our lives and some of them will just will go again and others will, will hang around because they're we're more have more of an affinity with them yeah see i don't believe in the soulmate thing but like that makes a lot more sense to me because I, I like that idea that maybe you have a certain vibe and then that vibe will connect with people who have a similar vibe on some level <clears throat> yeah and i think for me i can just say that that's probably like that doesn't necessarily have to be just one person that doesn't necessarily have to be no one exactly. person yeah. out there for you even in the same context it can be different types of relationships or you know different especially at different stages in your life yeah exactly and even in in soulmate fix themselves like um it doesn't necessarily mean that even though Cass and Dean are uh, meant to be together or whatever um that's that's not they just happen to have found each other <laughs> like it doesn't mean they're the only ones that can be like that with each of them you know yeah and I kind of so, like Soulmate Fix where maybe they have that connection, but they still kind of have to work for it in some way. Um, yeah. I guess I like the soulmate concept. I guess the concept that personally I'm not so fond of is more the like love at first sight kind of concept. Not necessarily into that. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of like it when they have this connection there and they can't deny that connection, but they still kind of roughly do it the wrong way <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, they have to put like some effort into it. So. Yeah, yeah insta love only works for certain certain things. I think you really like more for like one shots. Honestly, I feel like um, yeah, like you know, fucker guy kind of like those kind of stories where yeah, and like um things in ABO with like true mates maybe, but then even then sometimes kind of people subvert that so that they don't necessarily like they have that connection, but they don't necessarily always instantly get along. But that there are definitely certain instances where that kind of insta-love thing does work. But I think you're right, actually. It's something that's much more suited to, like, one-shot sort of fix where we just don't really have time to have give them any other option. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we better go on to the next question. Uh, what is, what's our favourite of the soulmate indicators, like, like tattoos or soul marks, telepathy, that kind of thing? Which ones do you Knitting. like the best? the knitting just absolutely charmed me okay (laughs) i would have said the tattoos i really like the tattoos but like the knitting thing that that really got me that was that was a great actually that answers the next question too because what's your favorite non-traditional take (laughs) which is definitely that one that's pretty (laughs) unique how about you desiree which one do you like the best do you think um i do like that too i think that's the tattoos yeah just because i love mostly because i know i'm going to usually going to get some artwork in the story and i like to see that yes <laughs> like, definitely i think in general we kind of love tattoos in this fandom right like it seems to be because there was that quote once i think about how originally they wanted dean to be covered in tattoos but they just couldn't afford it for the show yeah. or something like that and i feel like that's dug into all of our consciences at some point <laughs> yeah and we do have so. like you know the tattoos that the guys do end up with are um you know mm-hmm. ingrained in the fandom kind of culture i guess yeah and like i always freak out like if i write an au and then i'm like oh my god i forgot to put dean's tattoo in crap 
<laughs> yeah, that's the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going back to put it in. Right? <laughs> Where's um, that scene? <laughs> I always end up adding um, the Enoki on, on, on Cass's side. <laughs> I don't know why, I just yes. really love that. I so really like that one. That's a tattoo that I actually want myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have so. something like that if I was going to get one. I think we should um, also I... do a tattoo shop AU episode at some point. Just putting that Ooh, out there. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can think of several already that we need to include. So Yes, please. All right, add that to the list. Um, I really, I loved the idea of hearing um, the songs in your head, like, or even just, like, other stuff in your head. I think that telepathy aspect was really cool. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favourite, but I've... I, I'd love it, any of these things. Any of these things, I can't commit. I'm not very good at choosing a favorite in these things, but I mm. do love that telepathy idea. It was good. I used that in one of my soulmate stories. Uh, able to hear, like Dean's able to speak Enochian because Cass can speak Enochian, and they can hear each other's voices when they're in danger. And like, I love that kind of stuff. Oh, That's I'm not cool. supposed to. Mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the next one is, what is the funniest soulmate mechanic that you've come across? There was, it's not so much um, a funny kind of soul mark or, or way of doing it, but it, again, it was a bit like the Deftine twist in the one that we just read. There was a story that I started reading, um, and I've not, not included in this just because it's not finished yet, so it's not one that we would include in the podcast yet, um, but it is a concept where people have um, heartstrings, so like strings between themselves and the other people, um, and the colours of them match exactly. Um, but what's interesting about this one is that Castiel is blind, so obviously oh. he can't see what colour anybody's strings are. Oh, that's um, interesting. So I guess what I like the most is when they do little twists like that, so that one person is in some way not able to be aware of their soul mark. So that again forces the thing that I said about where they have to kind of get to know them another way first. I read I when I was compiling the list of fix that had been um, recommended um, I came across one that's only just over 2,000 words long but it's called artfully crafted words of poetry and it's by stars in Ursa I don't know if that's the right way to say it but anyway um, the, the the first words of your that your soulmate says are, are written onto your skin and and Castiel's um, um, I think, has this written on it. Motherfucking son of a goddamn whore. Oh my god, that was awesome. I forgot about that story. Oh, so funny. And like the actual way that it comes about is very good. So um, <laughs> that's where I'll, I'll include that in our list of wrecks. Um, definitely worth a look because that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I that's read that so one. funny. Yeah, someone asked us if we had any soulmate fic that hasn't been written that we'd like to see. And I feel like when, you, when you're asking authors this question, um, if we did in fact have any soulmate fix that we'd like to see, they're, they're part of our carefully hoarded um, list of, you know, bunnies that we, like plot bunnies that we keep in our dragon hoard that we sit on and we don't let anyone else know about. <laughs> so I don't know if I yeah, want to give you any of that away. I was about to say, I definitely away. have one. I definitely have one, but at some point I would like to write it. So... <laughs> mm. I would love to write a soulmate fic as well. I haven't, well, I, apart from the magic boyfriends, I haven't actually written one. So 
but I haven't actually no, got I any haven't yet either. bunnies so. up my sleeve either, so I'll have to have a yeah, look Yeah, reading all of these stories this week made me really, really want to write one, and uh, yeah. came up with an idea for one with some stuff that I'd really like to see, so maybe at some point in the future that will have to happen. Oh, that's exciting. I think that's a dangerous thing for like writers, though. Like anytime, like, oh, is there something you'd like to see? Because as soon as we think of something we like to see, we then want we, to we write then, the thing. We then we need to, to write. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's dangerous, and that is why we have such large dragon hordes. <laughs> yes, indeed, the bunny folder. Yeah, I made a promise with myself this year that I wasn't going to do more than two big bangs this year because I always like. Oh, that sounds good. Let me try that. Nope, not this time. I've stuck to it. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty proud. But it's been hard. Yeah. I told myself I wasn't going to do any. Actually, I told myself this during springtime. So like when quarantine started last year, I told myself that I wasn't going to do any bangs anymore because I had so much else on my plate that I wanted to do. And yet now, twice in a row, I have done big bangs and have written the entire fic like five days before the deadline because something just popped into my head and like twice in a row I've done that now so I, I really need to dial that you back guys <laughs> are able to do that like just write like you do this as well Desiree right you write the whole thing in like a, a couple of weeks like 30,000 words bang <laughs> I, just, I cannot do yeah, that sometimes but usually like I have like this weird process like all my stories like kind of come from like a conversation like I picture in my head and all the stories like build around that so my document it's always filled with like dialogue but it's not always in order and then I just kind of all put it together like my first big bang the first time I ever did the DCBB I did that a couple days before it was due but that was because I freaked myself out and I got writer's block up until like I needed that deadline that deadline is what made me able to finish it but yeah I don't I hate whips so like I always write everything first and then then I send it for baiting and then I post it all at once it's just because right, I, okay. can't, I can't deal with it fair enough yeah I usually yep. just tell myself I'm not doing it and then I crawl into my you do it anyway. DMs like a week before <laughs> and like quietly say so I have this idea and then they roll their eyes at me and then I write it anyway <laughs> We go, are you sure you're going to be able to write 20K in this time? Yeah, sure. I just won't <laughs> sleep. You don't need sleep. Have I ever been wrong yet, though? <laughs> I really haven't, so you. Uh, yes. They're just bad life decisions, okay? <laughs> no. Bad for you, good for us. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last question before we um, wrap it up, I guess. Um do you guys prefer Dean and Cass being made for each other because they're soulmates or Dean and Cass being together even though they already have other soulmates or being or like being together in spite of there being another soulmate out there for them? Um, I wouldn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that one's for me. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say, just... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you like them like liking each other before they find out they're soulmates not like in spite of no I don't like the in spite of yeah yeah I guess I like the first when I read the first part of the question myself I was like oh that sounds a lot like you know cheating you breaking up infidelity type thing and I don't read stuff like that <laughs> I don't really like that um that's yeah. just me I'm sure there are people who do but um but being 
together in spite of there being soulmates out there is just I guess another uh, way that that spectrum thing works like they still like each other and then even though maybe there's other people out there as well like they're still together anyway so it kind of moots the point you know <laughs> yeah I think yeah I guess I can't see personally the point of a soulmate fic if they're not going to if be together because of soul- yeah like if they're together for some other reason then what is the point of the soulmate mechanic at that point yeah. <laughs> let's take you um, out <laughs> and I, I like mirroring the whole profound bond thing that they've got going on I mean we have that to work with in canon um, and especially when I read AUs I love it when there's like some kind of mirror to canon there or something not necessarily it doesn't have to be like a mirror directly to canon but I love it when there's like little things that connect it to the canon that we know even if it's a whole other world mm-hmm. um, and I think the whole profound bond thing between them really really does that for me so yeah. I think it's important to keep aspects of canon into the any AU stuff because otherwise you can drift. You can like I I know that if I don't have a little bit, I find myself having to reel myself in because I'm going more towards Desiree and not more towards like this is what Dean would do. Right. So, yeah. Like at what point are you writing Dean and Cass, and at what point are you writing Dan and Chaz? You know. Yeah. So. And then dudes that look like Jensen and Misha. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, well, thank you to everyone in, in the um, PB server who gave us all those questions. I hope that we answered them to your satisfaction. That was fun. We need to have question and answer sections more often. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that worked really well. <laughs> um, so we've also got like a whole bunch of fix here that we um, can recommend um, other fix that we haven't talked about. Um, so another soulmate fix that I would like to mention um, is also by Golden Ray of Sun. Obviously, a extremely good soulmate writer for anybody who likes that trope. Um, it's called Not the Fire But the Spark. Um, it's an explicit fic. It's just over 30,000 words. Um, and this is one that has tattoo artist Dean Winchester, as we mentioned earlier. Um, yes. Dean runs a tattoo shop, and the twist in this one is that he meets Castiel when he comes into the tattoo parlor asking for his soul mark to be covered up. And this fic really gripped me and kept me right to the end. I loved it. I love the characterizations of both of them. Um, I love the way that um, Claire was included in this as kind of a sassy relative of Cass's that actually happens to work for Dean. Um, and I, I loved her in this. I always have a good time with, with good side characters and she was great. Um, and I love that Cass is obsessed with flowers and bees in this story because obviously they talk about the tattoos a lot. So, like, hearing them describe all the kind of, like, flowers and, and bees and things that he's getting tattooed on him to cover up his soul mark, which Dean is kind of just pushing through and doing, even though he knows, um, obviously he can see from his soul mark that he is Cass's soulmate, um, but he covers it up anyway, because that's what Cass wants. So, I loved the all the descriptions of the tattoos, and I would also like to say that it sounds like a really angsty fic, but it's, it's, it's really not that much at all. That was um, a really good one. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And very much a happy ending. So, Okay, so one that I wanted to recommend is um, is from the 2018 Pinefest. Um, it's called Little Blue Dragon, and it's by Sultan Halo. Um, I actually forgot that this was a, like, I loved this fic at the time when I first read it, partially because it involves dragons. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
but also um, I'd forgotten that it involved soulmates until I until it was recommended in, in when I was asking people for recs. Um, so this is about Dean, who's a blacksmith and um, goes to market each week to sell objects that he's made. And he's made this little blue dragon out of wire and gems. And, um, you know, he doesn't sort of want to sell it to anybody until, you know, this guy with blue eyes comes along and <laughs> makes an offer and they see each other each week for a while and then um you know it it's I guess it's not a spoiler to say that that Cass is like a shapeshifter he's a dragon <laughs> so if you like creature fix um and sort of soulmate um kind of fantasy alternative universe ones then give this one a go because it's really it's really cute and I really enjoyed it uh, I will just say one more that a few different people in the um, in our Discord channel um, suggested and agreed that they loved it um, is actually an unfinished fic um, that is called The Soul Piece by Cloudy Jen. Um, it's already over 100,000 words um, long and it, it is unfinished, but I haven't actually read it, but everyone on there sort of agreed that it's really amazing and it, it, it doesn't, even though it's not resolved at the end, it's still, there's enough of it written that it's it's like uh, satisfying so if you're willing to give an unfinished story a go then uh, we've been told to give the soul piece a go because it's a really good story apparently i'm gonna have to read that one at some point i think yeah i'm kind of i'm i really can't do like unfinished stories so i'm like <laughs> just gonna have to hold out that maybe one day they finish it <laughs> yeah but yeah if i don't get my like I'm, I'm one of those people i can read absolutely anything as long as i'm guaranteed a happy ending at the end but if i don't get my ending then that will destroy me for a long time <laughs> so. yes i think that's all we've got to talk about this week and um, we have to say thank you very much desiree for coming to talk to us today uh thanks for having me it was lovely to have you on with us thank you yeah. Um, so if you would like to contact us, you can let us know what your feelings on Soulmate Fix or if you've got any um, suggestions um, for fix that we haven't talked about, you can do that uh, through our website, mixtapebookclub.com. Um, all of our contact details are there or on our social media platforms under Mixtape Book Club. Um, and you can email us at contact at mixtapebookclub.com as well. Nearly forgot to say um, on Profound Bond's uh, Discord server in the Mixtable Club channel. Come and chat with us. So in the next episode, we are going to be diving into Endverse. So we'll be discussing um, some Endverse fix and tropes with our guest Castiel's Lost Wings. Yes, I can't wait. I love Endverse. Oh, we've had all our like favourite tropes in the last few episodes. It's been great. I know, it was <laughs> wonderful. It. <laughs> we need to do two-person love triangles and then I'm set. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so thank you all very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Bye.